0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the disciples, As it was in Noah's day, so will it also be in the days of the Son of Man People were eating and drinking, marrying wives and husbands, right up to the day Noah went into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. It will be the same as it was in Lot's day. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, God rained fire and brimstone from heaven, and it destroyed them all. It will be the same when the day comes for the Son of Man to be revealed. When the day comes, anyone at a housetop with his possessions in the house must not come down to collect them, nor must anyone in the fields turn back either. Remember Lord's wife? Anyone who tries to preserve his life will lose it, and anyone who loses it will keep it safe. I tell you, on that night Two will be in one bed. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding corn together. One will be taken, the other left. The disciples interrupted. Where, Lord? They asked. He said, where the body is, there too will the vultures gather. The Gospel of the Lord. Our Lord draws a parallel between Noah's days and Lot's days, and that of the Son of Man. To understand what he meant, we need to know the condition of Noah's days and Lot's days. Chapter 6 of the book of Genesis points this dark picture of that period. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Verses 11 and 12 continues, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted Yahweh on the earth. The point which our Lord was trying to derive from this comparison is this. He was pointing out that although the people of Noah's day were totally depraved, they were not in the least bit concerned about it. They were carrying on the events of their lives without a single thought of the judgment of God. Noah is a type of messianic figure which prefigures the Lord. He, described, he is described as a preacher of righteousness, Second Peter. Because he had preached to the people about what was coming, in the letter to Hebrews, we are told that they did not believe Noah and were content with their wickedness and idolatry. Their hearts were hard and their years dull. No one repented, and no one cared to seek God. Our Lord then uses another figure from the Old Testament, Lot, the nephew of Abraham. A similar theme is being drawn upon. The depravity of the people of Sodom had blinded them from making the necessary change, changes and preparation for the impending judgment of God and destruction of their city. Lot's wife is thrown in as an additional example of someone holding on to her past sinful ways and refusing to let go in repentance. In both cases, our Lord seeks to apply the fate which the wicked generations of Noah's days and Lot's days to his. It will be the same when the day comes for the Son of Man to be revealed. This passage shows that for his disciples, his coming will be will result in a test of faith. They would need to prepare for that day. When the day comes, they will need to have their priorities in order. They will have to be willing to leave everything behind, their homes, the possessions, even their loved ones, in order to obey the call of God. Lot's wife turned back in longing for what she had left behind, and God's judgment fell swiftly upon her. We may have to be willing even to give up our lives for salvation, because in trying to save our physical lives, we would have to renounce our beliefs. Ultimately, the disciples are called to lift the paradox of the cross, by which for the sake of the Lord, one loses one's life through self-denial. In this way, they will save it for life eternal. Where a person stands may not be readily apparent, And so our Lord gives several instances where two persons who share similar circumstances may experience different outcomes. This is because God, who can discern the secrets of our hearts, will distinguish between one and the other, the darnel from the wheat, the inauthentic from the authentic, the wicked from the righteous. Our Lord's instruction ends as it began in yesterday's passage with a response to the question, Where, Lord? Where the body is, there too will the vultures gather. Some translations give us eagles instead of vultures. This may be an allusion to the Roman army who carried an eagle standard into battle. It may also be pointing to the destruction of Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, where these scavenger birds would hover around the corpses of the dead. Finally, the text could also be referring to the crucifixion and death of our Lord, which will be raised to glory in the resurrection, whatever may have been the original intent of these words, the realization that it is somehow connected with the warning issued by the Lord in today's passage would have come too late, just as in days of Noah and Lot. The words of our Lord would have fallen in deaf ears to their detriment. May we not make the same mistake. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.